Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Alex Jefferson, Joey Nagel, and Garrett Jacobs Meyer. How are we doing? We back. Corey Kluber should retire. That that's my opening okay. statement. Corey Kluber should retire. Fair. Uh, uh, so our last episode was coming off a four game um, getting swept by the Rays, and then we play four games against the Angels, win three out of four. So this is a better, happier episode than the last one. We're feeling good. Just coming off a walk off win last night against the Twins as well. Chris Sale looked vintage. We're playing right now, recording during the game. Bruins are about to start. It's a good time right now. Uh, let's dive into it. So we take three out of four from the Angels. Uh, Garrett Whitlock comes back. Brian Bayo comes back. One of those was better than the other. Um, what what are our main takeaways from the three games that we won against the Angels? Well, I was the gonna Angels, They Go tried ahead, so hard to 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 blow every single game. Exactly. I was gonna say we we very easily could have gotten four out of that um out of that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we definitely got lucky a few of those games. Game one, especially with like Rendon. Well, Rendon can't throw. The dude can't field. Yeah, I, and the the catcher interferences in game two, like we got lucky for sure. But like, not we played well though. It. I, it's not yeah. like we we just like didn't deserve to win. We played we played some good baseball. Uh, game one, I think you can definitely contribute or attribute a tribute. A tribute. Thank you. Um, a lot of that went to the Anthony Rendon errors, but I mean, we, we still played well. Um, Josh Winkowski was great in that game, three innings in relief. Uh, he had another good outing too later in the series. But um, game two, nine to seven win. That that's that was an offensive game. Nick Pavetta was not good in that game, but then the bullpen kind of picked him up and didn't really allow anything else. Offense was good. Devers homeward because Devers insane. Oh, that was the Yu Chang game. That's right. <laughs> His only two yeah. hits of the season. Still. His only and they were hit. huge. They were huge hits. I mean, you is can he, say that is, he's the season MVP right now. Is he playing tonight? He's on he's the paternity, on paternity list. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Oh, right, right. Because um, uh, Valdez is up. Yeah, and Manuel Valdez is making his major league debut right now. We'll have more on that as that goes on. He hasn't gotten that bat yet. Uh, game three against the Angels, Garrett Whitlock in his second outing of the season was not great against the Rays, but in this outing, he was phenomenal. Seven innings, one run allowed, five strikeouts. That's the Garrett Whitlock that we need in this rotation, and it was very promising to see that. This is the spring of people named Garrett. Garrett, fantastic name. Happy for him. Big fan. And like he did it against a team that's pretty competent offensively. Got, some like, bats. got a pitch against Otani and Trout, goes seven innings, gives up one run. Like mm-hmm. that's a big win for the Sox right there. That's you love to see that happen. Yeah, you see Otani Trout three, four times, and you give up one run. That's pretty freaking cool, man. You know who else got Mike Trout and Shoei Otani out in that game? It was Ryan Brazier when he came in for the save. With a one-run lead in the ninth, and he we locks were, it we down were, with a perfect. We were inning. losing it in the group chat when when they. When it they wasn't grouped. just Brazier because after Ort. Whitlock has a stellar seven-inning performance, first guy of the bullpen, Caleb Ort, second guy Ryan Brazier, and you're like, what are we doing here? Um, bullpen was taxed, though. those are the only guys you really had, and sure enough, uh, somehow Caleb Ort got the hold, and Ryan Brazier got the save. I'm telling you, Cora has got to be better with his bullpen management. I mean, I know we don't have great depth out there, but like that is not something you can have in a game, in a one run game, especially like I mean, Joey always talks about how soft our April schedule is compared to our compared to our May schedule. Like you got to you got to win these games. You can't be risking it on the back of Ryan Brazier closing out a, a, a game. To be fair, I don't like Cora's bullpen management either, but I think this kind of situation was more due to just the lack of depth and the lack of guys out there. Like the, the problem really is those two guys shouldn't even be in the bullpen in the first place. They shouldn't be options. You should have better depth where you have better guys here that can be options. Um, yeah, you have injuries, but still, like if you look at the, the depth of bullpen options that this Red Sox organization has, it is not good. Like you had that Chris Martin injury and just no one to bring up. You bring up Jake Faree out of nowhere and then you DFA him. Um, so you look at the guys that we have as options. You got all the guys in the bullpen. Kenley Jansen, great. Schreiber, good. Winkowski, good. Blyer, absolutely sucks. My new m- most hated reliever besides Brazier. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we, we've got a new clown to add to the, the carnival. Yeah, dude's a loser. Bum. Awful. We'll get to him. Um, 
Ryan Brazier's Brazier, Ort's Ort. Cutter Crawford looks great in the bullpen. I like him out there a lot. Martin's injured, Kelly's injured, Rodriguez is injured, Mills is injured. And then after that, so I just named the guys in the bullpen and then the guys who are injured. After that, minor league depth, you have crickets. Crickets, there's no one. You got Brandon Walter, a prospect. He's decent. Chris Murphy, a prospect, awful so far this year. Brian Mata, also awful this year. So you just don't really have much depth across the whole organization. It's because you expected that, you know, you didn't expect four guys to go down with injury right off the bat. And if you did expect them to get injured, you assumed it would be after Paxton and Bayo came back so you could move some of those other guys that were in the rotation into the bullpen. But that hasn't happened yet because Paxton's still in AAA and Bayo just got back. So That's true. No, that's for sure true that you do expect those guys um, who were starting in the rotation to become bullpen guys. Like Tanner Houck is one of the guys who is going to end up in the bullpen probably in a week or two. Well, and the expectation was like you have to make it like what, like 20, 25 games? Like be healthy, like, and then you'll go down to AAA if you're in the bullpen, if you're an Ort or a Brazier, or well, you know, Brazier doesn't have any options, so that dude's either sticking around or getting booted. And based on how things have gone with him, he's going to be here all season. Oh yeah, that Ort and <laughs> Brazier, they're going nowhere now with the up <laughs> bullpen. Like it, it, it's impossible. No, that's what I'm saying though. Is like you the the bare expectation was for like the majority of your guys to stay healthy healthy for 20 games, and they can't even get that right. But that's just an issue with like the Red Sox medical staff being terrible. But we already knew that, so yeah, no, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and with the Chris Martin injury, if you got do you guys remember it happening in Tampa? He started grabbing at his shoulder, and uh, the trainer comes out. He says, "I'm fine." And the trainer just walks away and lets him stay. Okay. In the game. Next thing you know, he's on the IL. So that's, I mean, it's, I think it's a legitimate thing. Like it, when a team gets injuries, people are going to just blame the medical staff, you know, but I think we're start. we see it time and time again, like this Red Sox medical staff is actually a problem uh, with their failure to just maybe diagnose injuries or give incorrect recovery times. It feels like the past three seasons really, has just been we've been playing a waiting game all season for the past three seasons. When is player X going to get healthy? When is player Y going to get healthy? And like right now, we're waiting for Chris Story, Jolie Rodriguez, Wyatt Mills, Adalberto Mondesi, Trevor Story. I mean, it just doesn't stop, um, and it's really frustrating because it you know the Sox were the most unlucky team with injuries last year, and so far we're not off to a great start. It would just be so nice to have a healthy team for once. Yeah, I mean, like you said, last year, I feel like Chris Sale we were waiting for, and this year you just named all those guys. It, it's tough to win when the guys that you kind of built your team up to to have just aren't able to play because then you can't justify going out to get other people because you're like, oh, well, we don't want to get like a, a long-term shortstop second baseman. We have Trevor Story coming back and Albert Mondesi. Like, it's it's a really tough situation to be in. Um, I wish we had better depth with that, even though that's yes. the case. The, the, the roster construction is a big problem with this too because it's not just a one-time thing with the injuries. Like I, I just said, we, we've been injured for the past three years and Heimblum has just refused to really mitigate those damages and with legitimate you know, uh, insurance plans, whether it be in the middle infield this year, like he had to sign Yu Chang a week before the season started. Mm-hmm. I'm- it, it goes on and on and... It's really frustrating because that that's something he should be good at. That's something that he, a background that he's come from. Also, not right. only did they have to sign you chains like a backup guy right now with Adam Duvall hurt. Chang's been a starter. That just can't happen. He's got two hits. He's he's back to under 100, I believe. But also, you Chang should not be playing shortstop for the Boston Red Sox. I'm on a regular basis. I'm confused. You know, we have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. How is it that we just don't have any depth, like major league depth on the roster, even though, you know, Bloom's whole thing was offloading the payroll and getting prospects like a where are the prospects to fill the holes? Oh, Jeter Downs. How do we have a shortstop? Like how 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 are we still lacking a shortstop? Well, because Jeter Downs is supposed to be the future of our franchise. Yeah, we've been arguing (laughs) about this effing position for for forever. Well, you know what the solution was? There's this guy out in in, uh, 
San Diego named Xander, who mm. um, I've heard he's good, and you know he the Red Sox offered him a contract, and I, I guess it just didn't work out. But that would have been. They a knew nice he was thing. gone, though, right? Like they knew he was leaving. But, yeah, but it goes back to they completely botched the negotiations and insulted him time and time again. That's so why he's this, not he here. He came to this it's, quick conclusion right earlier. He, maybe they didn't know he was leaving. I don't know. I find it appalling to not. Um, maybe genuinely they had no idea that Bogarts was going to leave. Maybe they thought they were going to pull him in. I, I mean, that's what the they did. Yeah, they disrespected him time and time again. Him. You see what San Diego offered him? I guess maybe there's a point there. Like maybe, maybe the the Red Sox were just totally amazingly surprised. I don't know. It's just pretty, pretty stinky. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it really feels like the Red Sox. We, we talked about this a lot. Just didn't really expect Xander to actually leave because it just didn't like the the current roster. It is the kind of roster that would be a panic reaction to Xander being gone. Like Kike Hernandez. At shortstop, that was not supposed to be the plan ever. When we signed him, that was not the plan. He was supposed to be a center field utility guy. They want him to be the starting center fielder, not the starting shortstop. And even now, like with the Duval injury, where's Kike? He's he's been back at center field. He's played second base last night. He's not your starting shortstop every day, and he's not gonna be. But you plan for him to be, and that and doesn't make sense. And get good at. Yeah, and he look at him in the field. Like he's just not he's not good out there. It's not he's his position. He's hitting so much better in the games that he's played in center field as well. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense too. Of course he we, is. again, we had Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop. That's not a real plan. That's not oh, we knew Xander was going to leave. That's I have no clue what I'm doing. Let's put Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop. Yu Chang, not a guy that you want at short like it's just yeah, you got Mondesi coming, but what's he going to do? He all he does is get hurt. He hasn't played a full major league season. Like he's not a real option either. He's a depth guy. Yeah, and he fits into the mold of this team with sub 200 batting averages. I know no one likes to talk about batting average anymore, but that's a a legitimate problem. Yoshida is under 200. Casas is like 120 now, which I'm, we'll talk about him later. Casas has been abysmal. I am very concerned. You got to just sit him up there. You got to sit him up there and have faith in a year like this. Can we talk about him now? Yeah, I mean, I I think in a year like this, you got to, you got to, give up uh, not give up but you have to position yourself that you're not going to compete terribly well and let's instead of sending him up sending him back and hanging this cloud over his head of oh my gosh what like we did with Dahlbeck or Duran let's just stick him there and like yeah, let him play I agree that's, he, that's what he has to do he at, at this point he does have to just figure it out and I mean we're three weeks into the season he's shown flashes of what he can be and yeah. he's not hitting but it feels like every single at bat is a three. Gonna... He's he's unbelievable at working counts. That's something I've been really he's been impressed worse, by. Though. He's what? been he's been fouling off a ton of pitches. He's missing he's stuff s- right down the middle. He's missing mistakes, and I think yeah. it's you know if he can get a couple of hits here and there, he'll get going. But also, I think he's being too patient at the plate to an extent, which is pretty crazy to say. But if you notice in early counts in his at bats, a lot of check swings, a lot of half-hearted hacks. Yes, almost every swing to seems swing to be a bat. check swing. Uh huh. He does this thing where he just yeah, he it's that. like he does a half swing for every strike instead he of goes, just committing I want to swing. It. I want to swing. No, it's too early in the count. I'm not going to. And he doesn't. So I think what he's been doing is working counts too hard. Yeah. Let's and I think if he can be a little more aggressive early in the count, swing it some some pitches early in the count that might get him going. Is it crazy for me to say that I kind of see that like half-hearted check swing trying to work counts from everyone in the lineup? Like, I feel like nobody, like outside of Rafi, I feel like nobody's just going up there and trying to rip it. And I guess Doogie as well. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like part of the problem with Yoshida too is just that he's going up there and trying to like work counts and like take pitches. But like he's letting pitches go that are, very hittable pitches. I think that's that's true. Um, with Yoshida, though, it's not that he's just letting pitches go. Good pitches, he's just driving into the ground still, and like he's just not making good contact. I don't he's know. Really, I don't know why. Um, I don't know what it is. He's trying to pull the ball too much. From yeah, what I mean, I've seen, he's just trying to – his front hip like flies open, and that's why he keeps rolling over balls. If yeah. he can let – if he can stay deep and – really learn how to use the monster, he's going to be the player we expect him to be. I mean, his first homer was oppo. His first homer was oppo into the monster seats. Like he has that ability. Yeah, he does. Um, I think, and like, we should also 
note that he's playing injured. He's not in the lineup again today. His hamstring is mm-hmm. definitely bothering him. And it's only 13 games that he's played so far. This is it's just a regular slump. Look I'm at Shohei. Shohei is kind of objectively the best player in the game right now, the face of the league. In his first year, when he came over from Japan, he looked awful in spring training. He did not look great. Uh, he did not have a good first season. It took him a little bit to adapt and adjust. It's it's not immediate. It's not going to happen right away. Plus, it kind of already did happen right away. Like Yoshida was really good for the first few games of the season. So it's not like he's been bad the whole season. Like the first few games up until like right after his homer, he was batting 386 and, and, and was playing well. After that homer, he's batting like uh, 088 because Jason, of the curse. But. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. The other thing that this team is doing is bunting. What's wrong like Reese bunting? McGuire just took a bunt on an 0-1 count with two outs in the bottom of the second inning for no reason. No, like, he was against the shift. That makes sense. Yeah, I would do that too. Reese McGuire I... gets a pass because he is actually kind of a good bunter. But I have no problem with bunting. I mean, look at the Rays, the best team in the league right now. They bunted all the time in that series against us. Happened again last the... night. Yeah. R- runners on first and second, bunt right back to Chris Sale. Can't field it. Base is loaded. Yeah. It, it works when it works. It... Although, speaking of Chris Sale, that was... We'll get to that. That. Was thing of, that was we're way oh, ahead of ourselves. We're still in the uh, we're still in the Angel series. We got one more game left. Oh yeah, final game of the Angel series. So we've won three straight. We're thinking, oh, are we gonna do a four game sweep of the Angels here? Um, it's a rainy. Is that yeah? That was the eleven a eleven a.m. marathon Monday game. Joey was there. Um, it it Not was interesting. It, it didn't look fun. It looked very no. rainy. They had a little rain delay. Um, we almost killed Shohei Otani with the rain. Brian Bayo makes his his season debut and just gets shelled. He his final line is two and two thirds, eight hits, five runs, five strikeouts, decent, um, and a homer given up. So that's not really what you're looking for from Brian Bayo there. It ended up being a relatively close game. We only lost by one run, made a little comeback, uh, scored a run, blew a I lot of chances. Yeah, blew a lot of chances. It was a very winnable game. Red Sox could have very easily swept all four games of that series, um, but they didn't. One thing I want to highlight in this game, Brian Bayo was bad, but he was relieved by Cutter Crawford with an outstanding performance. Six and a third innings, one hit, no runs, five strikeouts. I love Cutter Crawford this season. What he's doing and what he can provide out of the bullpen is going to be so valuable for us. Between him and Josh Winkowski, I think those two can be very kind of key under the radar relievers. Um, so if you're going to take something away from this game, take away that, that Cutter Crawford did that in six and a third, um, his fastball looks gross. Cause it is, it's like statistically, I think the best fastball, um, in the league right now, like the, the stuff on, it's just insane. Ooh. Um, so that's, that's cool. I love to see that. I also, I'm willing to cut Bayo a little bit of slack with that game. He was pitching in a hurricane. He was, was pitching his first game. outing back, yeah. 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 Garrett Whitlock okay. struggled in his first outing, and then he came back and brought it. So let's he was not, throwing... like. It's his sixth career start, too. And, yeah, I mean, he, his stuff was there. The velo looked really good. Uh, he just couldn't locate it. And it could getting... very well be because of the weather. Oh, yeah, so. it's impossible to get a grip on the ball. Look how wet it was at Fenway Park. It was just pouring. Um they were and, showing yeah, like it, clips of like the puddles on the plates and stuff. It was insane. Yeah, that's not baseball weather. So it's the same way that I didn't count the losses earlier in the season because of the cold. I don't count Brian Bay was out in because of the rain. Baseball is not meant to be played in anything but 80 degrees. So um, I'm not concerned about Brian Bay. Like I mean, he still, he still had five strikeouts in two and two thirds. He looked he looked good in his spring training that I saw. Um, Garrett Whitlock had a bad first start. It's a, Brian Bayo's sixth major league start. All these reasons point to I'm not concerned about Brian Bayo. Um, so to kind of wrap up that series, three games, uh, win three games out of four against the Angels. Angels are a very similar team to the Red Sox, but it, it's still good to see that they could beat Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Um, offense looked better than it did in the the Rays series. Starting oh, pitching better. looks pretty good. Um, I, the Whitlock thing is very encouraging. Cutter Crawford. Being good is very encouraging. Best series of the year. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think I agree. so. 
I mean, definitely better than the Rays series. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like this is the Orioles are a pretty good team, but I feel like the, on paper this was the most talented team that they faced, and the Angels, yeah, besides the Rays, in a series that they won. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that that's what I meant to say. Like, well, I think our current series right now, I think, is even a step up from the Angels, the Twins. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kluber looks bad tonight, they, though. The Sox went down in every game of the series, and they were able to win three or four. So, and they easily, like I said, easily could have won four out of four. Yeah. So I, I like Very that a lot. I, I feel good coming out of that series. Coming into the Twin series, um, first game of the series was last night. Chris Sale comes out. We have no clue what we're going to expect him from him because he has been just totally disgustingly awful this season. And I said it in our group chat. I was like, he's either going to be pissed and, and strike everyone out, or he's going to get lit up. And it was the first one. He came out uh, to that mound determined to not suck. And he goes six innings with 11 strikeouts, just one run allowed and three hits. Vintage Chris Sale. Like it, it felt like I was watching him back in like 2018. Um, it, it was just, it was not what I was expecting at all, but it was a very happy surprise. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I'm not going to expect that in the future, but that was really cool to see because it really was a blast from the past. Garrett, Garrett, is my ace back? Is what? My ace? The Red Sox ace? Is he back? Is this the Chris Sale? Is he finally back? Don't wipe that smile off of your face for something that's expected. Let's give it a little bit more time. Seriously. Like, this is expected. Good job, Chris Sale. But um, it's like, yeah, a little bit of a Felger take. You didn't have a 14 ERA. Proud of you. I'm turning into a Chris Sale hater. I'm sorry. That was fantastic. You did a Chris Sale hater. Um, it was nice to see. It was nice to see. But that's what we need him to do. That's what we're expecting yeah. of him. Um, it's it's interesting know, to note just like from like a like what he was throwing last night. He really stayed away from his sinker and it worked. Um, like his fastball, his slider and his changeup were located well, like almost every single time. He missed a few spots, but like there was no like I think they only had hard contact like three times against him. So I don't know. I would keep with it if I was him. I would go back to the same game plan for next week, just especially because the twins aren't that strong offensively. So it'll. I would like to see him prove himself against a team with a little bit more pop in the lineup. Well, his game plan was just rage. Like, did you see his face on the brown? He was like, (laughs) (laughs) he was he was he was ready to rip throats out. The Sox Instagram posted a picture of him walking off the mound, and he looked like he was going to kill someone. He was yeah. steaming. Yeah, he was. Um, the funny thing about that game, too, is we very much almost lost that. Like, we went into the ninth losing, or went into, I guess we went into extra innings losing, um, and then we walked it off in a, a crazy fact. Like, I don't, I still don't even, like, understand what happened. So, we go into the 10th inning. The Twins score two runs. So, now we're, like, about to lose. And uh, I believe we had the bases loaded and Rob Ref Snyder's up and this idiot grounds into a double play. I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to lose. This Chris Sale start means nothing. It's over. We we suck with the bases loaded again. And then Alex Verdugo comes up and he he pokes one down the line and he doesn't even think it's fair. And OB doesn't even think it's fair because he had the worst call of all time on that ball. He's like, and here's one down the line. Foul ball. Oh, wait, it isn't. <laughs> The Red Sox win? Uh, like, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was awesome because Alex Verdugo is the, other than Rafael Devers, maybe, um, Alex Verdugo is the exact guy you want up in that situation, and he comes yep. through and walks it off to win it and doesn't waste the Chris Sale start, um, which is, I said it, like, that. that's not a game we would have won last year. That's the kind of game where we probably would have rolled over and lost. Um, but the fact that they, they didn't quit, and even down to their last out, they still... Um, they still kept fighting and, and they found a way to win that for Chris Dale, for the team. And it's just, that's really encouraging to me to see because that shows that the team um, has heart and, and wants to win and will find ways to win that in past years they, they may not have found. So I, I was really, really happy to see that win. Verdugo's clutch. He's been clutch. He's like, they post the Sox Instagram posted something today about how he's like tied for third in the American League over the last three years and walk offs. Like, yeah, and he's hitting like three fifty or something, which is crazy. Um, yeah, he's really taking that next step that we were all looking for him to do. Uh, knock on wood, but um, yeah, no, it was that was a nice win. Um, 
definitely good to not waste a good start, um, even though we like blew it in extras a little bit. I don't remember who got put in, but whatever. A win's a win. Yeah, exactly. A win's a win. It counts the same in the books, no matter how you do it. When did the Richard Blyer thing happen? I'm so mad at Richard Blyer, and I don't remember when this was. What did he do? Was it in the Rays series? No. Yeah, he pooped his pants. Against the Rays? Yeah. So did I we already talk about the, him? I thought it was game one of the Angels series. Maybe was it was it? both. He had a meltdown against the Rays, though, where he like gave up four runs while recording one out. It must. So did we already talk about it? I don't know. No, no, that was, oh, he was bad. At, yeah, he was gonna, whatever. Against, whatever. Against regardless, Napoli, in a third of an inning. And... Regardless, Richard Blair sucks. That dude yeah, is stinky poo poo. I we uh, need him. Him or Matt oh. Barnes, though. Would you would you undo that trade if you had the powers to? I'd rather just automatically give the other team like three runs. <laughs> I, that's well. Know, I mean, I it's no different when Corey Clover pitches. Yeah, I'm watching. We're all watching this Corey Kluber star right now, and all I'm thinking is, there's no way this guy finishes out the season. Oh, did us. Joey Gallo really just hit a three-run home run? I was told Joey yeah, Gallo was did. on the IL, Alex. Yeah, he did. It's seven nothing. He was. He just. He must have come back today. He came back today. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, yeah. My, so, oh all right. So, Lord. live reaction is- right now. Corey Kluber just gave a three-run bomb. We're down seven to nothing in the third. This guy stinks, dude. He's yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my. I. I legit. When, I'm, okay, I'm gonna pose a question. Let's talk about Paxton too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna pose a question. I'm gonna pose a question. All right, now with Bayo back, now with Whitlock back, with Paxton coming, you have some crunches where you're gonna have to figure out who's staying in the rotation, Bye. who's not. Who would you rather have in the rotation? Who would you rather keep, Nick Pavetta or Corey Kluber? Pavetta. Yeah, Pavetta. Pavetta. The question that I Pavetta. was thinking was, when Paxton comes back, what's the corresponding roster move? I DFA Corey Kluber and eat the money, take the L. How much are we paying him? Like seven million, ten million? Something like that. Yeah, about seven. Too much. I don't know. Too much. We're not yeah, seven million dollars. Too much. He's not- he's hit two guys tonight. He's given up two bombs. Like he hasn't had velocity all season. He's just kind of well, trying well, to find ways the to still be effective. Going to be there, but he's thirty six in action. It's just you. It like there's not a pitch he throws now that can get a guy out. No, it's he insane. Just threw a, he just threw an 87 mile per hour sinker. Yeah, like but, if that if that goes anywhere higher than your knees, that's a BP fastball that's out of the park. Like it's just he just dropped an 80 mile per hour curve in the dirt. Like yeah, no, he's like he's not in front of the he plate. can't he can't locate either. Um, we saw it in the first start. We're seeing it tonight. It's he was brought in here because he had the best walk rate in Major League Baseball last year and a half decent FIP. Um, he's just not that player. He's it's not that it's guy. Pretty clear to see. I, I get it that it's coming. It's four starts now. He'll move to zero and four already. Um, there's just there hasn't been an impressive moment from him. I think. I I I don't think that there's been a time where he's been in the game and I feel comfortable. I I, Look, I think that's I, safe to say. Besides opening that- day, because that's blind optimism. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cringeworthy to watch Yeah, because we remember how good this guy used to be and he's out there, you know, he's, he, he doesn't look like a major league baseball player. Well, cause he doesn't have the stuff that he used to have. Like he used to be a hard throwing, uh, pitcher. And I know that, that pitchers can be effective with lower velocity, but in the modern day game, like you got guys throwing 103, like you got guys just blowing uh, power fastballs through the zone and it just reminds me of honestly ryan weber when he's up there and he's trying to throw 87 mile per hour two seamers like yeah um people can be effective he could have some good moments some nasty break or whatever but at the end of the day uh, 80 mile per hour fastball for a big league hitter who's used to seeing 100 that's that's not that hard for them to hit if it's even slightly off location like you have to be really painting the corners down in the zone to be effective and and one slip up and you're taken deep a few slip ups and you're down by seven so it's i i honestly think that Corey kluber is too old to still be effective 
Um, and I, I don't really think that he's going to last this whole season with us. I hope he doesn't at least. I hope that he's not still here with a six ERA into, into July or August. Like I, he's just not, he doesn't have what he used to have. I just think that his, his era of baseball has passed him by. He's, you know, we're in a new era of baseball. Everything's faster, you know, like that's how the MLB keeps marketing it. And it's true. And it, Corey Cooper just can't keep up. Yeah, man, go home, make some homemade pasta, go golfing. Like this dude can't hit 90 miles per hour if he was on the highway. Like this guy just doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, um, I I think that soft tossing pitchers still have a place in this game. Like guys like Zach Greinke and Clayton Kershaw um, and, and even Rich Hill, you know, they've been really good at old age. But it's because yeah, so two of a, those guys are two of the oldest players in the league, just for the record. Yeah. But the reason they're good is because they're they still have elite command of their pitches and they also have nasty breaking stuff. I wouldn't. Um, I don't think it's fair to say Rich Hill is good. He was here last year. Rich Hill is not. good. Rich Hill is better than Corey Kluber. That's that's like comparing him to dirt. Like that's not that's not <laughs> that's not a bar that you want to compare it to. Rich Hill, Rich Hill is like nine years older than Corey Kluber and nine times the player he is currently. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we just have so many rotation options coming. It doesn't make any sense why we need to hold on to Kluber when he's just not showing. Like, but this rotation think- could be Chris Sale, Garrett Whitlock, Brian Bayo, uh, Nick Pavetta, Paxton. Paxton. And that doesn't even include Tanner Houck, who's an option, Cutter Crawford, who's an option, and both of those are better than Kluber. I just don't see a reason to keep him around. Yeah, he was your opening day starter. Yeah, he's a veteran. I don't care. It doesn't matter. How do you guys feel about him out of the pen? Like, is no. that Kluber? I no, just, no. There, I don't even see him no... being effective in any way. Also, like, it's I don't, one I don't thing. Know it's one thing if you're throwing 97 and you're not yeah. good as a starter, and you put you in the bullpen, you can rip it up to 99 and, and kind of get people out. But I don't think that 88 is going to be any better out of the bullpen than it is in the rotation. Like it's just yeah, that's it's, fair. It's bad in any inning, any situation. But do you think the I, I'm looking at it from like a Red Sox perspective? Would they you think they'd almost have to hang on to him given how thin their pitching depth is? Or do you give that to you know a young guy who like maybe Brian Motter, Brandon Walter later in the season who might not necessarily be ready, but you give him a cup of coffee in the big leagues? I don't even think that it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm watching him live right now, but I just don't think that Corey Kluber provides any value in any way. I I, I don't either. Like, like you can probably I, get a guy off waivers or, or trade uh, cash considerations for a guy who'd be probably more of effective spot starter if you need one. Plus, I mean, again, we have... That's the one area where I feel like we have depth is the starting rotation. Like, you have seven or eight guys who can be starters, and I I just don't think that it's, it's worth kind of keeping him around when just for depth when you have depth. Tristan Costas with a walk. There's your there's your plate discipline. That's good. Every um, time. Every time. Yeah. <coughs> should we should we touch on the uh the return of the man at the plate? Yeah. Yeah the fastest man alive is back, Jaron Duran. Um he's been great. Been, I'm excited. I I'm ready to to get hurt again, but I'm Excited for Jaron Duran again. Yeah, it's the annual like time that. where we Jaron Duran comes back. And we're like, oh my god, this guy's so good. He's so fast. He's gonna be incredible. And then he like has like a triple or something. We're like, oh my god, look at him. And then he just goes like, oh for twenty five after that. Um. So it's all, and then he drops like four pop ups and tries to jump into the stands to fight someone. So it's it's the typical, it's the yearly uh, Jaron Duran visit. Hopefully he can be good. Hopefully he can finally show that he can be productive in the major leagues for a consistent period of time. Yeah, take a take a deep breath and not get yeah, in. Yeah, just the, relax. Just the, relax. Like, random he seems calmer at the plate. Like he yeah. seems more patient. He that's, I noticed this in spring training. He's been kind of carrying himself differently coming into this year. Like there's just kind of a different energy. Uh he has he's a different stance. Like he belongs. Yeah. Um and, and there's less panic too. I feel like before he was panicked where people were calling him like comparing him to saying he was Ted Williams. Um, and when you have that kind of pressure, it's just impossible. So with a lot of that pressure taken off and now he's more of like a depth outfielder with a little bit of potential, I think that's a lot better of a spot for him to be in as he just struck out swing. Um, <laughs> and now we get the major league debut of Emmanuel Valdez, which will be fun. Um, but back to the Durant thing real quick. I think that his speed is his most valuable tool. That's not even a thing thing. That's just a fact. Um, 
And so I, I like him being up on the major league roster. I think he's better than Tapia. I know Joey believes that, right? Don't get me started on Rymel <laughs> Tapia, dude. He is not. He is so, so bad. And um, when you said the other day that he was good, I think he's like, oh, for his last 10 with seven strikeouts. Oh, yeah. I think he oh, was batting 500 and then immediately one, just went over. He's one for his last 11. Valdez is already batting a thousand, boys. Dude got a hit. Congrats to Emmanuel Valdez on your first Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Juan Soto, too. Junior. Hey, you know what? That's honestly really exciting to see. Like, it's. I know we talk and we joke about how we don't have any prospects and Haim is terrible at his job, but at least, like. No, I like this dude a lot. It's nice to see, like, Casas, Duran, and Valdez, like, at the bottom of the lineup. Like, that's the Woo Sox. The Woo Sox are here. I love the Woo Sox. I'm glad they're here. No, I, yeah, I the agree. The Woo Sox are an elite team. Yeah. Uh, honestly, but, but, honestly, I've seen enough. Keep this guy. Make him the starting second baseman. Send Yu Chang to to uh, the Bahamas for a vacation or something. Call keep, up keep David it. Hamilton, please. Just please. give us all the prospects. Why not? <laughs> I think yeah. I think we should just have the. I think the Woo Sox should just replace the Red Sox. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. The uh, yeah. the loose ball was at UMass today. Like the the it's like a I don't know what it is. It's like a yellow ball with a hat. Smiley face. Oh, the logo you mean? <laughs> Wait, yeah, the mascot was here. His was name was he was standing outside of Student Union. His yeah. name what? Smiley. Smiley. Did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> I should have oh, texted man. you. <laughs> I should have taken a picture. That's so funny. Dang. Can't miss that. Come on. Um. um can we talk about how we can't hit with the bases loaded? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a problem. Yeah, that happened last it's night multiple times. It's That's how you leave games on the table. It's exactly I don't know. Maybe, it maybe it's common. It's just because I watch the Red Sox every single night. But I feel like the Red Sox for the past like six years just struggle with runners in scoring position. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Um, but it, it feels like... It did feel like every time we had the bases loaded, we just didn't score runs. And then you look at the stats and they, they sport it. Um, the stat was the club was two for 14 with the bases loaded. That was a 142 average. Um, I think that was before last night where Rob Refrider also granted a double play with the bases loaded. So that doesn't help that stat at all. Um, it, it's rough. Like the bases loaded is the best time in baseball to score runs. And when you and have also, runners in second and third, that's an even better time to score runs, you could say. And, and those are the times where we're just not scoring runs. That's not good. Yeah, that's how you leave games on the table, and they've yep. done that several times this year. Yep. It feels like we it feels like we get a a bases loaded opportunity at least once a night. It does and seem because we, we're getting a lot of hits and we're getting on base. Oh, so we have one here. Oh, we'll see if we can break the stat here. This is great. Um, the the live the live reacting is really working out right now. Yeah. Touched on Casas when he was up, Duran when he was up, Valdez when he was up. And now we got the Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'd be better if my stream wasn't like a century behind because I still got a one-two count for Verdugo. Oh, yeah. You got to get ESPN Plus, dog. It's on Nesson, no? Yeah. No. Yeah, they have it on ESPN Plus, too. Like regularly? Not regularly, but they do tonight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, and Rymel Tapia oh. is up. So this is Joey's be favorite player. Order the jersey. Why is Rymel Tapia batting second? Dude, we have seven lefties in the lineup tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I can only hope that this roster looks totally different in a few months. I can Cora, imagine it would. Coro must be losing his mind with the amount of like with the fact that he can't alternate lefties and righties tonight. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It's tragic. Uh, I mean, do we want to get a hard time believing that some yeah. of these guys are going to be on the team? Like Rymel Tapia, the, I I think his time is coming to an end. Joey um, hates this of, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's not good. And he looks so stupid. He All right, so like we, a duck. Do we want to get into the questions now? Um, yeah. Question master. Question one says from J.M. Bolasa. Why do we suck so badly? Well, I don't think I we would... suck badly. That might have been after the raise. Anyway. No, it was like 30 minutes ago. Uh, well, you were I fun. mean, tonight it's because of Corey Kluber, but like I would say yeah. the last like five games have been pretty good. I don't think we suck badly. I don't. I think we should be more positive than that. That's not really a great attitude. I think we're doing all right. I agree. We're not. We're not the best team in the league, 
but we don't suck so badly. We just took three we out of four from the Angels. We just walked off a game against the very good Twins. This is a good question. This next one. Um, Michael Lamun asks, is, if players perform at the same level, predict the starting lineup with Duvall and Story back. Mm, that's good. Um, write this one out. I mean, I like Verdugo in the leadoff spot. He's kind of yeah, he's been too. playing really well. So I'd go him one, two. I don't want back-to-back lefties. Story. You go Story two? Yeah. Yeah. Story Rocky two. Three. Devers three. Uh, Duvall four. Mm-hmm. Turner five. Yoshida six. Casa seven. McGuire eighth. And then Kike, Kike nine. Ninth. I like that lineup. That's a good yeah, lineup. That's pretty good. Yeah. I would flip uh, Turner and Duvall, though. Turner. I was thinking about that. It could go either way for me. And then then you got Wong, Arroyo, uh, Duran on the bench. Uh, Maybe Dahl back off the bench. Or Chang. Or, actually, I don't want Valdez on the bench because he has to play. Oh, Mondesi. 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 Yeah, Mondesi. He'd be on the bench. Um, Why did the Twins not try to turn double play there? Because they're silly. No one was covering second. They better jump in the pond than silly gooses. It's okay. They still they still only allowed one run when we had the bases loaded with one out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Saunders Neal asks, is Mondesi going to be ready to play shortstop soon? No. Uh, no. Not soon. Uh, he was From transferred the to the 60-day. Day, so okay. it's going to be a minute before he gets back. And honestly, I've been thinking about this. I don't even know if he's going to be – well, he's probably not going to be a starter. I think he's like a platoon guy. Yeah, he he has to be. I mean, his average is too low. A uh, lot of swing and miss with him. I, I don't know. I I I think there's a legitimate chance that he. I don't know. He might not make it through the year because it could get to a point where if he's still injured, the Sox are just going to cut their losses because he's a free agent at the end of the year owed nothing. Like if you're expecting Mondesi to make, to be a contributory player to this team or. Like the energy of the team to shift when he gets back, you're simply mistaken. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. I agree, Joey. Um, he's not going to make any significant impact, and especially because you know the Sox have kind of struggled with strikeouts, um, a little bit, not too badly, but like you don't want to add more of that into the lineup, especially when you've been struggling with runners in scoring position, low averages, everything. Yeah, it just doesn't make like he doesn't really fit. What like he he is not what this team needs to like get better right now. Um, next question we have is <laughs> when are they going to fire Bloom? I got angry about this during the week, and I said he should be fired right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did say that. Yeah. Um, I'd say they'll fire Bloom when they want to buy a bunch of players and shoot for a World Series. Um, I think Bloom could be gone by the off season. I think like I was thinking season, about that. I think it's possible that he he gets booed in the off season. If they're not competitive, I could see I could see them moving on. Yeah, it's, I don't think there's any scenario where it happens before the off season though. Like that that would be the earliest. It's not happening during the season. I just there's just no way I think that. Would I happen. I just can't imagine well, that beyond this year they're gonna want to like if this year even if we're just like five hundred I. I can't imagine that they're going to give him another year to, to prove it. I could be wrong, but I, I would actually hope not. I think they just need to figure this out, figure out the front office. It's not, it hasn't worked thus far. Might just be better. When you brought up um, that Heimblum should be fired, Joe, when we were talking about in the group chat, I said that Heimblum came here to get under the luxury tax and get prospects. We're currently under luxury oh, tax. I- We've been under luxury tax and we got some prospects. So, all right, job done. See you later in my mind i I tweeted this out earlier this week so that i would remember to bring it up on here (laughs) okay uh heimblum was brought here to be creative while staying under the luxury tax since arriving he has done nothing but commit 40-man blunders botch free agency and build rosters that are so thin that bobby dalbeck is playing shortstop in april um so yeah pretty much touched on what jason said he came here to get us prospects he got us prospects but the reason that we were able to get such prospects was because we sucked and we had good draft picks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there like there, there's no reason. That's a conversation that we could go on about for days. I and we have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have. So <laughs> right. yeah. Next question. 
Alex Dewey asks, favorite player ever? David Ortiz. Uh, Dustin Pedroia for me, easy. It's between those two for me. Yeah, Poppy for or me, Pedroia. it's definitely I, those yeah, two. It, I think anyone for, already Yeah, that. for our generation, it really yeah. can't be between Although, anybody else. I was just thinking about this the other day. I <laughs> I was at like a hotel once with my dad somewhere, and I was wearing like a Red Sox series, and the guy asked me who my favorite player was, and I said, Will Middlebrooks. That's a, Oh, hey, dude, I was a huge Will Middlebrooks fan. I named my yeah. fish after him. Will? Do you... Yeah. I'm a, I also big Victorino guy. Really, oh, really yeah. Like it was yeah. so nice to see him this weekend. The 2013 reunion was awesome. See oh, Koji? Yeah. I love Koji. I oh, it was Koji. great to see John Farrell. Yeah, Joji. <laughs> yeah. He had some... uh... All right. This is um... Stephen Drew. Oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> and Mike mm. Carp. Mike Carp was there too. You oh, big move. Mike Carp guy. Love that guy. Yeah. This is actually an interesting question. Um, <laughs> trivia. Uh, SS, uh, S. Shankar 2002 asks, can you name the four pitchers that recorded a win during the 2004 World Series? Now, I would say we were all we're all 2002 people. Apparently, Shankar is 2002 as well. Um, I would be surprised Kurt. if he can name all four. I know a lot about the 04 team. I know like the entire roster. Well, can you Kurt name the Schilling, I think Joey can do Pedro, it. Pedro. Kurt. Derek Lowe. Yep. Pedro. Um, there were four pitchers in all the playoffs to record a win. In all the playoffs or the World Series? Oh, in the World Series. Oh, in the World yeah. Oh, in the World Series. Oh, it was a sweep. Okay. That's easy. So yeah, it's those three. Because Schilling got game one. Um Pedro got game two. Lowe got game four. Who started game three? Was it Lester? No, he wasn't. No, Lester there. wasn't there. Um, oh, maybe Wakefield. I don't know if he started. Wakefield. It might have been Wakefield. No, no, no. I feel like they gave game one to Wakefield because of the. No, I'm pretty sure they gave Wakefield game one. Game one, winning pitcher Keith Folk. Folk. Keith Folk. Oh yeah. Game two, winning pitcher Kurt Schilling. Okay. Oops. Game three, Pedro. Game four, Derek. Derek Lowe. Derek Lowe. Okay, that's decent, solid. You know what? We did pretty good for being born, for being like two or three years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice job, guys. What are your predictions for Dahlbeck's future, Avery M one? Yeah, it won't be here. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, uh, I I just don't think that there's space on the roster for him. Like even, I hope he goes even... to like the Diamondbacks or something. Reds. Yeah, he'd be I've been great saying Reds, that. but you know, I was thinking, isn't he from Arizona? Yeah, he is. Give him the hometown comfort. So go back to go back to Arizona and see what you can do out there. Um, but yeah, the future is not here. He's not he's not doing anything here. Carson Binder asks, when will Jolie Rodriguez? Uh, Rod- oh my what god, we guess? Um, Joey Rodriguez and Paxton be back. At first, I thought it said Joey, and then I got. <laughs> Um, Jaleese Rodriguez just started throwing from like 75 feet, so that's encouraging. Um, uh, he'd probably have to rehab, so I don't think he's too close to going back. Paxton no, has two more rehab starts, him. so Paxton will be back soon. Two more rehab starts would put him at like 10 days, early May, two weeks, beginning of May. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, Paxton, he's been pretty good in AAA too. Um, and they've been trying him out of the bullpen a little bit. He's not, I don't think he's gonna be out of the bullpen for us here. But he's never pitched out of the bullpen before in his career, so they just want to give him a little experience. And it's even more as like uh, kind of like an opener concept. Like they have an opener pitch an inning, and then and then Paxton comes out of the bullpen for like three or four innings. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for him to come back. He's hitting like 96, 97, which is very good to see. Um, sorry for the side note. This is kind of crazy. So I have the the game one up for the 2004 World Series. The Dropkick Murphys performed Tessie at the beginning of the game. Then Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith, performed the star single banner. And then Kelly Clarkson sang Take Me Out to the Ball or God Bless America during the seventh inning. That's one hell of a lineup. Do you think they all hung out after the game? Um, Could you imagine? Would I mean if they had enough alcohol, I can see all three of those groups being friends. Yes. Especially Steven Tyler. Um, anyway. I um just a side note. Um Wicked Smart Boss Sox fan asks, "Do you think uh, Yoshida can figure it out soon?" Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. He's too talented. It's, gotta, he's too talented to not. Yeah. You got to treat him as as less of a guarantee. He's got so much to get used to. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's 29, but he's coming from Japan. It's his first year here. He's a rookie. He's treating him like a prospect. If a prospect was kind of struggling in their first month, you're not going to freak out and hit the panic button. You're going to be like, oh, they're, they're new. It's going to take time. Same thing with Yoshida. It's going to take time. You don't adjust right away. Ladies, update the table story. Tourist story. He started playing catch, which is a really good sign. Um, it, it doesn't mean – I think it only means that he's just kind of on pace to come back this season. Um, it's not like he had a setback and it's pushed to not this season. He's on pace. He, he's on track. So we're looking at a after the all-star break type return, I think. Um, will they pay Verdugo? This is a good question. That's a great question that I was thinking about while we were talking about how great he's been playing this I'd year. I'd say probably. I, I think other teams probably would be um, – I don't know. I don't know how – I don't see his market being incredibly big, and it seems like he's someone the Red Sox can retain pretty easily. With his he's playing like a man possessed it. right now. He deserves it. If he keeps this up, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah. I, I think – is it fair to say he'd get like an Andrew Benintendi type deal, like with what he got with the um, – White Sox five for seventy five. Yeah, I think yeah. If you gave Verdugo that extension today, obviously he'd sign that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I'm I'm comfortable. He wants with to be. Like it. it could even be too much. Yeah, boys. Like Olmark is one of the best players I've ever watched play any sport ever. Who? Olmark. My God. Oh, yeah. The goalie for the Bruins. Yeah. Holy crap! He just made one hell of a save. Um, is Sale back? We touched on that pretty much, right? Um, yeah, I'm not going to comment. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's what I'll say. And Vivek Jog one asks, "Polar Park good, Woo Sox bad." Well, Polar Park. I love is Polar Park. Sick. I love yeah, Polar sick. Park. Worcester Woo on the ride. Worcester Rugby Club, cool guys. Yeah, no, uh, the Woo's great. Um, we should, we should make I some content at Polar Park. We I'm will. Sure I don't know days. much about the Woo Sox. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing. Apparently, they're bad, according to that guy. Um, but, I mean, they're just a product of the, the big league team. Like It's because we, we don't have depth, so they don't have players that are good. That's kind of just how that works. It's um, also because we have all of their good players here. Yeah, I mean, we stole everyone from them. We stole Tristan Casas. We stole Emmanuel Valdez now. We stole Duran, um, Duran Bayo, whatever. And, and, and they don't and have Franchi anymore. Fr so. Franchi. I hate Franchi. Hate him. As the Red Sox get healthier, the Woot Sox get better. True. Mm, true. Uh, that's all the questions we got. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concert shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D-U-G. Go see a Bruins game. Yeah, I'll be using I'll be using SeatGeek this summer a lot. I want to go to some concerts, some baseball games, hop around different things. SeatGeek's my place. So I'll be doing that. Save twenty dollars on your first purchase. That's right. You can do a lot with twenty dollars these days. Not really, actually. But it's good for like one or two beers at Fenway. One and a half. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I paid thirteen dollars for a truly seltzer. I'm still mad really? about what happened, Joey. When it's we gone up home. then. Yeah, that's insane. Thirteen. <laughs> that's that's okay. crazy. Dude, you can Dude. you can buy a twelve pack for thirteen. And you see why I took the risks I did before getting booted <laughs> last time when we came. <laughs> a regular twelve ounce high noon can there is, I think, sixteen dollars. It's that's a crime. You got to go to a local bank and take out a loan just to get yeah. chicken tenders. No, it's yeah. crazy, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the chicken tenders. I paid thirteen seventy five for that. Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> and and they don't have honey mustard anymore. It's a what? crime. And the, do they still have that veggie ketchup, too? Yeah, like veggie the, ketchup. That's disgusting. Or I guess, hey, so I is it veggie or just fake? Mustard to Fenway now? Yo, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Jason, veggie ketchup. Ketchup is tomato. I realized I, it's like a vegan. A vegan. A vegan. I, I meant even, vegan. Vegan. How is it not normally not good? No, 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 no. It's like plant, 
plants ketchup. That's what it yeah, is. Tomatoes it's not from tomatoes. Tomatoes are plants. No, 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 no. it's not from tomatoes. No, no, no. It's, it's like from, other. Like, it's like, yeah. They make it out of like dandelions. Ketchup is vegan. Whatever it is, it's bad. I just want like Heinz, just ketchup. Like ketchup, like ketchup, real and ketchup. And honey mustard, man. Give me honey mustard. I want honey mustard. It sucks. It sucks. I can't, Mike, I can't Mike, believe I got to bring my honey, honey mustard. mustard. Mike. I will, too. I'd bring my own condiments, no problem. Yeah, I'll get kicked out of the gate for trying to bring in condiments. Yeah. <laughs> in lieu of sugar, True Made Food sweetens its condiments with vegetables like butternut squash and carrots. Yeah, that's yeah. lame as hell. I Thank don't want you. It. Thank you. It's, it's disgusting. Like I'm school again where they start shoving vegetables down my throat. I'm no! not trying to dip a fry no! in some butternut squash. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Scam. I'm glad I that up. Disgusting. So yeah, no sugar in any of it. It's awful. Give me sugar. I, I'm gonna be. They're gonna like pat me down, and they're gonna be like, "What's in your pocket?" And it's gonna be like two pounds of just honey mustard packets. That's You're gonna funny. have like one of the salad dressing bottles that's like yay big, and it's gonna be like. <laughs> I in just your... bring a salad dressing bottle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you stuff it in your fanny pack when you're walking to the game. They're like, "Oh, why do you have this?" Yeah, <laughs> just like under yeah. my hat. <laughs> the company, that's smart, like, actually. We should, we should do like that. I'm gonna do that. Eat. You can see the bottle completely. It's yeah. just like off your head. It's just <laughs> straight up. <laughs> I know people who get like those flasks from Amazon, those like, and then just tape them to their thigh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we and put honey mustard in them, right? Mustard. Yeah. And honey mustard. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the, real quick. This <laughs> True Made Foods is the name of the company. They were talking to this guy, but he was like complaining about the, uh, the, het- the ketchup. And he says, family should be able to go to a ball game without poisoning themselves with high fructose <laughs> syrup it shouldn't be a sophie's choice we're not replacing hot dogs with broccoli we're providing a way to keep the whole experience without the poison i don't want to poison myself with vegetables do you know how many vegetables i eat my body can't handle more than one <laughs> Jason, jason's, jason's daily or yearly consumption of vegetables is one singular green bean it's like but I not, maybe get I not maybe like the get, whole bean, like one of the little tiny things inside the bean. I maybe get one vegetable a month. That's decent, right? Those are good stats. My roommate oh, the other day, he's like, "What even is a celery? A celery? Like, celery is a scam, by the way." Did you know that celery? Like, if you eat celery, it just makes you like more hungry. Like, it's negative food. What? Yeah. Like you it's like negative ten calories. You know that if you drink beer, it makes you feel full, so you don't have to eat anything, and then you really don't get a gut. And then you can eat celery to reverse it. Yeah. So you can have more beer. Ooh, yeah, more beer. That's the combo. This is going to be a thing, guys, just celery and beer. You know what? I'm not bringing honey mustard anymore. I'm bringing celery to find <laughs> Celery! <laughs> Stop at the local Shaw's and Star Market and just stuff some sh- celery down your pants. Celery and a bottle of honey mustard. <laughs> Just walk in double fist in both of those. Man, we gotta we gotta send this to our graphics. We should do department. that. That should be, that should be like a punishment for a four way wager. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Content right. coming this summer. You'll see us. We'll we'll record it live. Us getting into the Red Sox game with celery and honey mustard. If you guys need honey mustard, we'll have a bunch of bottles for you at Fenway. So come hit us up and we'll <laughs> provide you with honey mustard. You should do, yeah, we should do a honey mustard giveaway for all fans. <laughs> it's just like a line and there's us like holding the bottle and we like pour it into each of their trays. Yeah. We, no, no, no. We, we, we provide them with the little like, not like the shot glasses, but like, you know, the little condiment cups that you yeah. can get? We provide them with those and then we're like, how much do you want? Like how many? And we... You know, we we. It's just a line of people. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Thank yes. you. Enjoy the game. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Thank you. You you get oh, oh and it has, our, it has our, our like the name of the podcast on the oh. bottom with the little like. What if we come around. up? What about in the, ooh, in the ooh. honey mustard? What about it in the dugout honey mustard brand? <laughs> ooh, yes. Let's make it. How do we Why do not? that? How do you like make honey mustard? <laughs> How do you mass produce honey mustard? <laughs> we need a, a lot beer. of honey and a lot of mustard, and you, you put go to Costco. All right, we, we need, need a bee bag. guy. We need a beekeeper first, so we can get the honey at the source. I don't think guy. honey mustard has honey in it. How do you? Yes, it does. It definitely no. does. I can almost it guarantee has. that it doesn't. Do you want me to go get How the bottle of honey mustard that's in my fridge right now? Mustard. I don't think it has honey in it. I'm doing it. 
There's it, it's got to have honey in it. It's called honey mustard. No, but nothing's wait. real these days. It's all does it have wait, mustard wait in minute. it? Wait a minute. Yeah, it does. It's it is. Wait, what? It's Dijon mustard. Huh, okay, honey mayonnaise. Oh, okay. lemon juice, cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is wow. good in everything. You put cayenne, cayenne pepper in like spicy stuff too. It, it's it's yummy though. No, it's kind of like salt. Yeah. It like amplifies everything to taste better because you're you like it's like a sub taste bud um taste. There's honey. Yo, Gary, right look there. at that honey. Also, I legitimately you ever, thought that honey never... mustard was just honey and mustard, like one part honey to one part. Hey, mustard. I can be wrong. I can be wrong. I I think I tried making it once with just honey and mustard and it tasted awful. So that's probably why. No, okay. Yeah, yeah I've got to stop putting hot sauce and mayo and passing it off as chipotle mayo. If you've <laughs> never had Ken's Steakhouse honey mustard, it's the best one out there. Man, who is this Ken guy, and why does he just make salad dressings? Like, dude, this, this stuff is fire. Uh, I'm telling you, Barbie's boyfriend. Who? Oh, Barbie's, Barbie's boyfriend. Yep. Right, Ryan Gosling. That was his career. Future he career. Makes, yeah. He makes honey. That's how he, he got, got all something. the money. This, this is how Jason's gonna be walking into the Red Sox games all season. Just honey mustard on the dome. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, the birds yeah. intermission. All right, Joey, we go now. We can make it. <laughs> I'm good. All, All right, right, so uh, let's go, Sox. Let's go, Bruins. Let's go, Celtics. Yeah. And we'll see you next week on the Indigo Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, oh, everyone. My-